really think this podcast, you know, the clinician life, I think the life piece is what we're after here, right? Mm -hmm. um, and how you can show up for life and show up in your practice as a clinician so fully and so joyfully and with ease, but also some structure and know that some of these challenges that we're faced with as clinicians are not, you know, it's not just you and you were not the only one and really having people feel less alone and hearing from, I think, you know, I love the notion that we're gonna bring people in to have conversations. Welcome to the Clinician Life Podcast. I'm Emma Jack, and I'm joined by my co-host, Daryl Yardley. And together, we're on a mission to help you elevate your practice to new heights. Join us each week as we bring you invaluable insights from some of the world's leading clinicians. From staying ahead of industry trends to crafting your dream career and life, we've got you covered. Get set to unlock your full potential. Here we go. All right, my lovely pink co-host, how are yes, you today? We're doing it. I am so good. I'm so excited to get this started. This is awesome. I, I saw the like precursor, I suppose, to you and your sister's like podcast that's coming. And I realized I'm like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. Like you guys oh. like had this sister like livelihood that was like making these videos so awesome and I was like oh no Evan are you gonna launch the podcast and I'm like it won't be nearly as exciting so let's Emma let's wear pink today yeah let like I I love it we have our own synergy we have our own synergy and no doubt it's gonna grow over time as we continue mm -hmm. to do this podcast together yeah this is gonna be so fun so so what we'll do let's let's sort of set the stage for viewers today or listeners I should say let's go kind of have some fun we'll kind of go into like what's this podcast all about and how did the two of us kind of come together? But let's start out with, the, we'll kind of mix it up a little bit, but here's one thing that's kind of cool about 2023. I literally typed into chat GPT 30 minutes before. And I said, what are the best questions to ask your co-host on your first podcast episode? What, how many, how many tips do you think I got? Oh my gosh. Hit me. Give you, did it give you all 30 ready to go? Cause I'm ready. Just, just 10. I asked for 10. Oh, you asked for 10. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here we go. What's a fun and interesting fact about yourself that the listeners should know about you? Fun and interesting fact about myself. Um, my family is family friends with Will Ferrell's family. Really? Yeah. There you go. Cool. See, I even got you. Yeah. yeah, that's impressive. And is that connection from like London, Ontario? No, that connection is from my father. My father and Will's father uh, met in a line for a jazz club year, decades probably ago now and hit it off. And yeah, they're still in, we're still in touch. Oh, like my fun fact is like, I realized that I had a passion for coaching hockey, <laughs> just like my dad. And I was like, you know, my dad and I obviously get along very, very well. Um, and I look up to my dad, but I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to do all the same stuff my dad did. And here I am coaching Emerson. And I was like, I didn't realize that I would actually like it that much. Mm, but awesome. I don't have a relationship that I'm aware of to somebody famous. My hey, mom does ask me, though, how come I don't make as much money as Sidney Crosby? 
And I told her that was just genetics. So it's kind of <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's good. So Emma, let's go, let's go back to probably the question that most people are asking us. So why did we decide to do sort of a podcast and why this co-host thing? Like what was it that kind of sparked your interest in doing a co-host with me? Yeah, I think, you know, podcasts for me are such a beautiful medium. I listen to them when I'm in my car. I listen to them walking my dog and in my kitchen. And I think it's such a beautiful way to connect. And I was actually saying to somebody earlier this morning, it's just also in like a less stimulating way. Like there's, you know, not always music and video and text scrolling across the screen mm -hmm. that we often have when we're on our phones and scrolling, whether it's YouTube or social media. And mm -hmm. it is such a fun way to get your thoughts and information across to whoever wants to listen um, mm -hmm. in a way that is more thoughtful and controlled sometimes. Um, yeah. And you know, coming back to, I think it was a text you sent me, I don't know, a couple months ago now being like, do you remember mm -hmm. Regis and Kelly or Regis and Kathy Lee, I think is actually yeah. the version we talked about. And I think there's something so beautiful about bringing differing perspectives together and people who have different lived experiences and insights. Um, and so I think that's, you know, the brilliance of you and I doing this together is mm -hmm. we have different zone of genius and um, perspectives that we can offer around the same topics. And so I'm really yeah. excited to see sort of, you know, the depth we can go to and the breadth of information we can give because of that. And then, of course, inviting in other clinicians to that circle to have these conversations is, mm. is awesome and so fun yeah. and what a beautiful way to connect. Yeah, it's going to be great. And I think this is the, the only thing you left out was the fact that it started with sangria. Yes. <laughs> so there was not that we're endorsing or promoting alcohol consumption, but the typical physio strategy to this is let's find somewhere to have a drink um, and then let's figure out what we can come up with from there. So, and our team's been trying to get me to do a podcast for a long time. And then they, I said, well, we need to do a co-host and we need to find somebody with, as I like actually what you call it, a different zone of genius. Cause I think our stories actually are going to be quite similar. We'll kind of dive yeah. down that pathway, but where we took them is actually very, very interesting. I think what's going to be quite dynamic for the listeners. Um, but I was like, you know, I remember sitting with my Nana for, for years watching Regis and Kathy Lee, as you said, and then I went to Regis and Kelly. And then now I was like Googling uh, it the other day. I was like, Mark Kelly and Mark, right. Yeah. So, and I figure we'll get along because it won't be like, you know, the true husband wife duo, but I think it would be awesome if we interview your recent husband so congratulations on that too Thank emma you. bring kev on and then my wife is like desperate to come on here she's like oh, really? i oh want people gosh, yes. to know what it's like to like live with you and i was like oh where's this gonna go so stay tuned for that episode <laughs> they both well. want their moment to just air some grievances <laughs> yeah and i'm debating whether it's one that i actually am supposed to be there for or she's supposed to sub in as the co-host with you right. so i'll have to like learn a little bit more about what her I intent is on that but um but i think one of the things too emma is maybe before we kind of go into some other fun stuff about us is what what do you think individuals need to know about you to get a good appreciation for what are we going to talk about on this podcast and why are we going to invite these other clinicians that are going to come and join us as well so maybe just give maybe some 
context to your journey that brought you here to where you are now? Yeah, I think such a beautiful thing about our profession, beautiful and challenging thing about our profession is it is so self-led, you know, um, and so much of our work does happen in somewhat isolation. You know, we're often working one-on-one with patients and there aren't other clinicians, you know, there might be other clinicians around, but they're not directly involved. And I think that can feel isolating sometimes. And what I've really found for myself is, you know, if I go back seven or eight years ago um, when I was treating, um, you know, full-time in private practice is I had so many stories and worries and concerns that I was just keeping with myself and thinking that I wasn't a good clinician compared to all of these other people. Meanwhile, not noticing that they were having the same thoughts and worries and concerns and questions, but we just weren't creating the space to openly talk about it. And so, you know, something that's been so valuable for me has been really creating spaces for healthcare practitioners to share some of the not, you know, clinical skills or, you know, case studies, but really talking about some of our patterns and habits thought processes, philosophies that can help and that can also get in the way of showing up as the clinician that we want to be. And so, you know, that's something I experienced a ton and had to really tune inward and learn about myself um, in order to show up in my practice, the best clinician I could be. I spent years collecting courses and credentials and attending all the Mm -hmm. webinars and workshops thinking that you know, being a successful clinician was on the other side of that next thing. Once I knew Mm -hmm. that thing, once I had that credential, I would feel better. And really what I can, what I know now and what I see with so many of the clinicians I work with is once we know ourselves, once we really know our operating system and what we believe to be true and our values, how that opens us up to serve the world from a better You know, so Mm -hmm. I think having some of these deeper, broader conversations around clinic life and what it is to be a clinician and some of the highs and lows and struggles with that, um, I'm really hoping that this is a space that people can turn to so that they feel less alone and so that they get some like tangible strategies to implement into their practice to help them feel whether it's more confident, enjoy their career more, be more financially abundant. I think Mm -hmm. all of those conversations are conversations that aren't happening in courses and aren't happening enough. And so I'm really excited to bring that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah. And it's kind of interesting. I'm actually curious if, you know, what do you think the perception of listeners will be? You know, are we Mm -hmm. joining forces as yin and yang or are we joining forces with lots of similarities? Like, what do you, what do you think people's perceptions of us to tackling this? You know what? I, I mean, it's, it's hard to put myself in somebody else's shoes and I would hate to speak for anyone, but my, my perception of other people's perception um, is that maybe we are this sort of yin and yang and have these differing perspectives and ideologies. Mm -hmm. But I think the more people come to understand us and our stories and our background and what our Mm -hmm. vision and mission and, and values are at the end of the day, I think 
people will probably start to see that we are more alike mm-hmm. than different. That's my perception. I don't know. Yeah. Listeners can tell us. <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll definitely look, we'll, we'll, we'll pull that stuff as we go through, but what's actually yeah. really interesting too, is if you look at the yin and yang thought process, obviously there's lots of stuff to go into further detail, but it's really about yeah. two complementary perspectives. Right. And I think what, what I'm sort of really interested in too, is sort of looking at what I can learn from you and people that, you know, really follow things that we teach and talk about right. and, and provide resources for would also benefit them because it's not really necessarily a zone of genius for us or it's not my strength. But I think what's really, really interesting for me is sort of our two paths started very, very similar, but it took us a while to kind of meet, right? But same thing as you, it was really about resume building and certification training. And I think you took 12 courses in your first year and beat me because I only took 11, but that, (laughs) and I just chatted with another really, really great clinician that I get to work with now for in bootcamp. And she was like, I think 13 in her first year. Oh my goodness. And, but when you look at like just the experience of what, you know, she's been able to accomplish, same thing too. It's, it's not in your typical, just direct patient care world anymore, right? It's just the, it's the magnitude of where we have influence over colleagues and other disciplines. And that really is taking that initial thought of, I want to be as talented and certified, if you will, on my clinical side. But then you still wanted to help them, you know, as many people as you possibly could from a patient care perspective. But now it's really looking at to say, I'm actually having a significant impact because those individuals that I could treat as an N of one is now exponentially an N of hundreds and then thousands, which is really, really impressive, especially when you think about who gets to listen to us over over this period of time or up until now. But I think where you have actually done a great job of looking at, you know, the personal side of being a clinician and the challenges around compassion, fatigue and burnout and work-life balance is so critical because clearly that's the part that I could certainly learn from. <laughs> um, and I think for me, it's, it's really always been this balance of looking at where credentials have taken you and I on our fellowships, yeah. et cetera. And for me, learning, you know, how does that apply to the business and practice management as long as quality of care is always your driver, right? So sometimes I think we get misrepresented as it's all about the business, but at the end of the day, outcomes drive your business. You just actually have to understand how to actually apply those particular practice management strategies so it's not seen as, you know, an assembly line practice, right? But also, you know, how do you have the certain systems and processes and boundaries in place so that practice can actually flourish and and be fun and you know Mm -hmm. set you up so that you don't hit a period of burnout or set you up for more freedom like all they do sort of they absolutely not even sort of they go hand in hand Mm -hmm. you know you, you can't lean too much one way or the other right you know, you need both in order to build something that's sustainable long-term and of such service to yeah, you know, the community. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I think this is the kind of the interesting part that we have an opportunity for too, right? So if you look at both of us were driven and motivated by quality of care, otherwise we never would have taken that many professional development courses, Totally. but we've also both expanded our journeys outside of just direct patient care in order to really think about the integration between life and practice and business at the same time, right? Which is actually really, really hard to do. And I wouldn't say 
we're overly prepared for that transition or that reality coming out of a professional program. That's very challenging. Yeah, I mean, it's so much and, and rightfully so, so much time is spent on learning how to conduct patient care. Um, but mm-hmm. there isn't a lot of time. I mean, I think about the period that I was in PT school was my mid 20s. That's such a time of like transformation and new identity. And mm-hmm. and so it's it is really important to look at the humanity in physiotherapy as well as the business of physiotherapy mm-hmm. and and not just the practice of physical therapy. Yeah. yeah. And I think what's really interesting too is, you know, when you and I were in PT school, social media didn't really exist. Oh, to what I, it is now. Absolutely. Right? There Facebook wasn't a, maybe. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. The Facebook was around. There was no pandemic, right? Yeah. No. Like thinking about it, like life is so different now. And how to be able to adapt to that is like all kinds of stuff that we actually want to talk about on on these episodes as well moving forward. But I think the one thing, though, that I believe people may be interested in is, you know, do you remember how you and I first met? So I think, I think, I can't verify this. There's no photo because social media probably wasn't involved back Mm -hmm. then. But I think it was at an event in Toronto Mm -hmm. uh, where I spoke and you were there and we connected afterwards because I was starting to have my first like musings of opening my mm-hmm. own practice um yeah. and i can't remember if did you come did you come out for dinner after was that yeah potentially mm-hmm. it and we chatted about you know the pros cons the the opportunities that existed there but then i yeah. really do feel like we probably connected more in depth sort of after that um mm-hmm uh through like through social media and then um through some collaborations we've since done yeah and i and it's interesting i still remember because i got in trouble then because i was supposed to be home after the talk but then i went out for dinner okay so maybe we shouldn't mention this (laughs) yeah yeah i remember telling my wife i was like it's we're we're actually like working on networking (laughs) so yeah well it worked here we are yeah here we are and I think I knew more of you because of like going to ortho conferences like ortho did. Right. But I'm trying to think though, were you not already the sport physio for the women's national team before that, before you opened your own practice? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I had been working, I got the opportunity actually to work with Hockey Canada um, during my sport physio That's fellowship right. um, at Western and um, continued on with that um, for mm-hmm. over a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, so I think it's one of those things where it was more of an awareness that I knew you were speaking and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. Plus Zach was up um, yes. and Steph was coming up to talk about ACL. So I was like, okay, I got to go see what's going on. Um, what can it I learn? It was a good crew. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Uh, I remember they didn't like us at that restaurant though, because there's way too many people there. They were, <laughs> they were they trying were to familiar. wind down and we were winding up as physios often do. Yeah. Was it the beer market? <laughs> I think so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So again, it's always yeah. this connection with, there we with go. unfortunately beverages, we'll call it. Um, but then we upgraded from beer to the sangria, which is always yes. still lo- I mean, debatable as far as what happens when you have beers versus you have sangria. So, so that's good. So Emma, what, what's the, what's the whole thought process for us? Like what, what are people going to gain? What motivated you to want to be involved to do this podcast? What, yeah. What I, 
I, I really think this podcast, you know, the clinician life, I think the life piece is what we're after here, right? Mm -hmm. um, and how you can show up for life and show up in your practice as a clinician so fully and so joyfully and with ease, but also some structure and know that some of these challenges that we're faced with as clinicians are not, you know, it's not just you and you're not the only one and really having people feel less alone and hearing from, I think, you know, I love the notion that we're going to bring people in to have conversations because as much mm -hmm. as, you know, we will have uh, interesting perspectives and insights. I think, you know, hearing from other people and getting more perspective and more insights and allowing people to sort of pick and choose what resonates for them and what doesn't and what they want to try right. and implement and take forward with them is, mm -hmm. is so cool. And I, I love, I love that our impact can be more than just sort of one-on-one -on -one in terms of patient care. If mm -hmm. we are helping to support the clinicians who are then, you know, doing the care, we get to mm -hmm. sort of influence so many more people and, mm -hmm. and up-level the profession, I think, as a whole. Yeah, that's right. And I think, I think the one thing too that you've sort of hinted at too is I think we'll clarify everybody that you and I actually still see patients every week yeah right um so that's always i think one time people kind of miss or misinterpret that we actually do still have a component of direct patient care we just actually have other ways of, of one of the themes we are going to talk about which is you know how do you diversify revenue these are mm -hmm. ways that we want people to actually tune in to figure that out but it's still about what i love that you talk about it too Emma, is this whole like leading abundantly right? And it doesn't mean that the abundance doesn't have to come from monetary value. Yeah. It could come from other components of your personal life from an abundance perspective. And where is that value driven? And I think mm -hmm. one of the things that I'm super excited with is, you know, when I, when I think pre pandemic, you know, the amount of networking that we have the ability to do, and we just use the example of when you and I actually finally first met face to face, that was easy, right? Yeah. That was all before the pandemic sort of has sort of shaken what we would maybe deem as networking. So one of the things that I'm really, really excited to be able to do is take your network, take my network, and really think about how do we merge those two and find individuals that really are doing some cool shit across this world and actually bring them in, invite them in to actually have the opportunity to hear what they're doing, what yeah. interview them, ask them some of the difficult questions, right, about you know their journey to get to where they did. Because I think there's always this piece that you said earlier on, which is, I, I know we talk about imposter syndrome. I don't want to really talk too much about that on this show. But I think there's this realization that I need to be, or, or sorry, I should say this perception that I need to be like Emma. I need to be like, yeah. you know, you know, this individual, as opposed to the realization of there was probably a significant amount of difficulty and challenges to get there. And let's talk about that. Let's not sugarcoat that everything is this easy. Because I think I think in a world that's digital and in social media, everything looks friggin' easy. But it's not. <laughs> it sure does. Right? Yeah. Right? Exactly. So, and I think this is what we want people to realize is that when we really think about, you know, how do you really get this abundance of life and practice or business together is learning and paying forward failures. 
that to me mm. is where fully mentorship comes from. Not just to say that I do this really well, you yeah. know, let's find out how do people take chances or how do they make the decision to step outside of their comfort zone to really grow to their fullest potential. And hearing that from, you know, a wide variety of people doing a wide variety of things will be so impactful. And I mm -hmm. personally, I think the goal is not for anyone to become you or I or any clinician mm -hmm. that comes on the show. I think the goal is to show people and open up the aperture for people as to what's possible for them and mm -hmm. have them figure out what's their version of them that they want to yeah. be and the cool things that they want to do and how they can show up and serve as a clinician, but in, you know, not just this traditional way that maybe it's been, mm -hmm. um, you know, thought of or taught. Perceived. Yeah. And I like yeah. that. I like that aperture. That's a good word. Thank you. That's a really good <laughs> and I, and I think to the way that you could also do it too, is like, you know, what the hell lights you up these days? Right. Yeah. And I think sometimes too, people are like, oh, you know, practice is really difficult. Practice is difficult. We actually deal with people. We don't deal with animals. It's not a research yeah. thing. Right. So yeah. I think people have to realize as well, you know, what does light you up? How does that look? You know, what, how does that look from a diversification perspective? But also too, I think there's even just some, you know, hard facts that we just need to discuss is there's still probably like a, a general process you need to go through that you could augment a little bit with really good information and insight and recommendations from people that we want to expose them to. Yeah. For you, I want my group of individuals that follows me from the business and practice management side of healthcare to learn some of your strategies like we previously brought you into boot camp to do, right? Like right. where's the help where you know, where's that work life integration that's going to allow you to be successful in practice, but also give you that really strong balance in in your personal life as well. Yeah. And I mean, so much of stepping into anything new is the stories we tell ourselves about, you know, fear, fear of being judged by other people or what it will mean mm -hmm. about us or fear of failure. And so, you know, the, it, it is such a balance between strategy and then our, our own mm -hmm. mindset and how we go into yeah. it. And I'm, I'm so excited to dive into yeah. all of these topics. I uh, know it's going to be, uh, and we actually want to, for those of you that will listen to this, do we actually want to hear from you guys? If you have ideas yeah. of topics or people you want us to bring in, or if you want to be on the show, we have a whole tune into clinicianslife.com. And there's actually like a little form you fill out and say, Hey, I want to chat with you too. Yeah. We want to chat with you. Mm -hmm. I think we'll chat with most people though. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we love chatting. So that's why we're doing this podcast too. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the only other thing too, is the title Emma. So yeah. we, Emma and I were initially chatting about this and we were, we had the title clinician life and we we're like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Cause we're both clinicians. We both kind of have different paths. We, you know, in, in career, but also from a life perspective, which is kind of neat and how that intertwined for us professionally. But then I messaged, I sent Emma another text after she agreed to like join me as the co-host on this. And I was like, do you remember the movie A Bug's Life? And she was, and you were like, what was your response? Do you remember? I think it was something around, yes, I do remember because I too am an elder millennial. <laughs> yeah. And then, and I actually told my kids that I was like, hey, do you guys want to watch A Bug's Life? They're like, a what? Is that on YouTube, dad? And I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm clearly getting old. And another little caveat, I literally went back to my high school to do a talk on healthcare. 
And my wife gave me a pep talk Emma, at the beginning of this. And she said, Daryl, your jokes are not funny to high school students. You were old. So don't, don't embarrass yourself. I was like, what kind of pep talk is that? So I actually told them all that, that that was what my wife told me before I got to the, to the class. Yeah. And then they laughed at that. So I don't know if they were laughing at me with me. I'm not really sure. That's what landed. But yeah. yeah. Like, so we're, our, our generation, but what's really, really cool. The best part about a bug's life besides the movie was how cool the title was. So we actually got it changed to a clinician's life. And if you look really, really closely, there's a reflex hammer in the title and there's a <laughs> stethoscope in the title. So our team did a phenomenal job to build that. So check it out. Cause I'm actually super stoked by it. Um, it's a treasure hunt, treasure hunt. Yeah. Yeah. So see what you can do. Maybe we'll have a giveaway or something. I'm sure we'll figure something <laughs> out. So let's do a couple last little fun things and then we'll sign up and we'll get ready for the very, very first episode where we're bringing on one of our first guests. But I guess for you, Emma, what's one of your goals for, for this podcast? Like what do you, mm-hmm. what do you want people to know about your expectation for this? My, my hope, and it's like a very broad overarching hope. My hope is that people feel less alone in, in their Mm. practice. Um, the highs and lows, I, I want you to know the, a lot of uh, these things are normal and we've all experienced and it's, it's not just you and you're not the only one. That's Mm -hmm. fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think, I think for me, as I think one of my goals for this too, is this sort of this integration of, of life and practice. Um, but for me is, you know, being in the private sector, which where the majority of us are, doesn't have to be this big, bad business world. It can still mm-hmm. be very much driven by excellent patient care. It does need support at times, but also though, is how do we really get individuals to integrate work and practice Mm -hmm. and this is something that i would love to see and i'm hearing lots more about work-life integration as opposed to work-life balance which i think for majority of people is very very hard to even define let alone you know create that balance um so defining it and finding it is tough so how do we kind of bridge that world for these individuals is really what i'm looking for and at the end of the day we need to make sure we have good fulfillment in life but we have the the, I suppose the compensation model in the healthcare world that allows us to flexibly to do what we love and what lights us up okay. on a regular basis. So I'm sure we'll have lots of conversations on what's on your bucket list. So on that <laughs> segue, let me ask you a couple of bucket list type questions okay. on this or that. Ooh, so okay. Emma, lake or ocean? Ocean. Ocean? Yeah. Ocean Canada, ocean Caribbean? I mean... Ocean Caribbean. Um, Not to say I'll take any ocean. I think I'm a mermaid at heart. Um, I'll Mm -hmm. take any ocean, but like I'll also take 30 degrees and sunny. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But here's an I'm actually, I prefer lake over ocean. Okay. Interesting. And reasoning? It's just, there's there's just something where the lake is quiet, it's accessible to get to. Yeah. And you kind of have this unforeseen, I think, appreciation for just how pretty Canada actually is mm-hmm. and it's really not that far away it's so true so right? true. Yeah. so so that for me is that where way. yeah and just just something about coffee staring at the water is pretty calming for me I love that all right this one's easy dog okay. or cat? oh dog that was yeah, yeah I didn't even mm-hmm. take a breath <laughs> yeah we're we're a dog too all right Ooh. 
speeding ticket or parking ticket? Uh, parking ticket. I would much rather have this be like an anonymous encounter where I never have to talk to anybody and nobody needs to like watch me be shamed. Yeah. Speeding ticket Uh, is legitimately, I've never been pulled over, knock on wood. Um, yeah, that is like actually a bit of a fear of mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, what's good though. Waze is pretty good these days. It tells me where the cops are. Shows you. Yeah. Yeah. So Yes, a little bit more expensive on your data plan, I think. However, it's still cheaper than, you know. Than a speeding ticket. Speeding ticket and a couple of demerit points if you're not careful. Totally. Okay. One seasonal temperature, hot versus four seasons. Four seasons. I love the change in seasons. It is like, Mm. I think it's such an important like renewal system for my own energy and like to compartmentalize things in those Mm -hmm. quarters is so helpful for me i wouldn't change that as much as winter's maybe not my favorite but four seasons for sure Mm -hmm. you yeah i'm four seasons too and i think it's i think it's the canadian hockey context thing like there's just something about winter time that just means you play hockey right yeah um and that outdoor rink i couldn't survive without the outdoor rink (laughs) It's my new, it's my new project. It's sort of like your, your Zen zone. Yeah. Yeah. So like when, when I get into trouble from my wife, you'll like in the winter time, I'll be outside, like with the rink. Um, If it's any other time of the year, I'll probably like be cleaning the house. That's sort of my, that's my response. So I think, (laughs) all right. Last one. How's that? Okay vacation or staycation oh i think there's such beauty in both Mm. um the adventurer in me right now in this current moment says vacation um but i absolutely love a good staycation and just being able to like slow down and not having any sense of i should be out and exploring and taking Mm -hmm. in new things i think both can be amazing but vacation is what's on my heart in this moment yeah yeah I'm the same with you. I'm vacation because I don't think I could actually like just take a break if I'm at a staycation. Things are too accessible, right? We will work um, on that together, Daryl. Okay, I will I will okay, help you through that. Fair. That's fair. <laughs> awesome. I think the only thing though is coming, re- returning from a vacation is like learning how to manage your schedule when you return from that yeah. vacation. That's yeah. the challenge. There's, um, gosh, there's, there's so many, even that could be a whole episode, right? I talked to yeah. so many clinicians who are so stressed out and, and working themselves to the max before vacation and get to vacation mm-hmm. so tired, uh, because they've, they've burnt the candle at both ends getting there. So yeah, yeah. no, exactly. <laughs> All right, Emma, let's close it off there. How's that? Do you think they know Amazing. enough about us? They get an idea of your I superpowers, so. our expectations what this is all about. We're bringing in some top talent to interview. Anything else you want to leave them with before we sign off? No, I just, I hope you find value in what we're bringing forward. And I'm, I think it's so important. Podcasts can feel like a very one-way conversation. And so, yeah, reach out to us. Um, let us know that you're wa- watching or listening to these episodes. Um, and yeah, let's connect. Yeah. And I would say, Emma, thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast and be the co-host. And we'll have to learn to kind of play the, you know, the. I guess it wouldn't really necessarily be Kelly and Mark since we'd have to be like the, the Kelly right. and Regis show back in the day. So this way we 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 sub in with our with our 
with our partners. Um, but I'm excited and I and I really hope that yes, we'll have lots of complimentary things, but I actually want to get some spice out of this session too, of like looking at things from different perspectives. And I think you're one of the best people to actually have as a co-host to bring in that different perspective. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, all the future conversations we're going to have. And, and I can't wait to see what we actually get up to, you know, three months from now, six months from now, and, and hopefully many more months after that. So can't wait to chat with everybody. And Emma, I'm super pumped to, uh, to have you as my co-host. So onwards and upwards. Let's do it. Awesome. All right, Emma. (laughs) See you next week. And that's all for today. Thanks for tuning into today's episode and joining us on this journey to get smarter in business and life by learning from the top clinicians in the world. Make sure to connect with me on Instagram at Daryl Yardley and be sure to follow my co-host Emma at Press Play Physio to stay connected. And also visit us at clinicianlife.com for more resources, articles, and opportunities to participate in the show. We'd love to have you on to share your expertise and insights with our growing audience. Can't wait to see you next week.